people only ask others to do something. I believe that why should I wait for someone else? Why don't I take a step and move forward? Malala Yousafzai. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get done. Yeah. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. Welcome to Leaders and Legacies, a D&D 5e podcast. Join me and the cast, Chris, Seth, and Rachel, as we explore Weisloth. Our Leaders and Legacy family is not only passionate about tabletop games, but we are also volunteers with the Boy Scouts of America. Here we are once again at the end of a hectic week. Remember, get a cool, refreshing beverage, a light snack, and sit back and enjoy. Good evening, welcome. Um, I'm Dave Rockwell. I'm the DM for uh, our game of Leaders and Legacies. Now, I'll let the cast introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Christopher Cooper. I am a district commissioner and council level trainer. I'm Seth Lowe. I'm an assistant cub master for PAC 1683, and I will be playing Corin for you. Awesome. And last but certainly not least, Rachel. I'm Rachel, and I am a cub master and a multi-dense leader, and I am playing Fezzik. And once again, I'm your dungeon master, Dave Rockwell. I'm an assistant council commissioner and scoutmaster for Troop 1570. What you see is it opens up to a huge cavernous room at the far end of the room centered on the wall, the source of the light, which appears to be floating probably about 20 feet above the ground, a huge wooden angel that is cast all in light. And down below on the floor, you do audibly hear this person praying, you know, that same prayer over and over again, and stand to look at you after they realize that this stone has been rolled out of the way. Humanoid-sized person, they have very pale white skin with gray hair, they seem to be giving off a little bit of a glow themselves. Pale eyes, and yeah, they're wearing breastplates of armor. They have a sword on their right hip. They say to you, who dares enter Batula's tomb? I am Thandor, member of the Misty Woods Circle. Greetings, Thandor. I am Talgon. What brings you to the tomb of Batula? We had found this, and we'll show me the artifact. That is from the temple above. Thank you for returning it. My friend Marcus had lost friends down the hall. I feared that people did die in that attack. And you see him kind of get a little forlorn and look a little distant. Anybody who wants to roll perception, Meg? 26, yeah. Another natural 20 for 22. One of the things that you both can't quite get your head around, how could this person have been down here during the attack and not known something was up but yeah, that he seems to be trying to explain you know, what what had, had happened outside. You hear him, you know, say that yeah, I'm sorry that the guardians of the temple turned on your party, and you know he looks over to Marcus. Yeah, you know, I assume that was you that took it. 
Why would the Guardians attack? The Guardians were here to protect the seals. Protect them from whom? Protect them from any that would weaken them. The enemy is, is those that would come from outside. We are missing part of the story. We do not know who the enemy are. Even I, who have been here, you know, I was told to guard and protect. I was not told you know, much else. Did they lock you in? Did they lock you in with the stone? Yes, I am kept alive you know, only by the aura and radiance and protection of Batula. And he points up to the uh, wooden angel above. Do you eat? I do not. I am fed and nourished by Batula. Do you sleep? I do not have need of such things. I am here only to guard. How long have you been here? Doesn't seem to really understand the concept of time. I've been here since they asked me to stay. I have met these angels before. Batula should be one of the names that you would know. And I guess roll a history check if you want to see if it's one of the names you would know. I was young, and I do not remember that name. Okay, so Tula was you know, one of the 12 that was asked to seal your world off from the betrayer. There were 12 different seals protected by 12 different angels. They were spread throughout the lands. Batula was chosen for, for this temple here. What do these seals look like? Points up to Batula. Batula is the seal between us and the other realm. What do the destroyers want with these seals? They want them all removed so that they can come into this world. So do they all have to be gone for them to enter? Yes, and I fear that if the guardians that were left to protect the temple would turn on visitors to it, that someone is attempting to get in here. But you know, if you, you know, came in here untouched, then your party must you know, walk the path of Sansor. And if you remember, Sansor is Marcus's uh, version of, of your god, Thandor. As I said, I am from the Mystic Clan. We worship the same deity. That does not explain why Marcus was assaulted, though. If he is also of the same deity. Are you of the same deity? Same deity, yeah. <laughs> Batula's power begins to fail. The, the, the rot has been ever increasing and getting closer to her temple here, down below. I've sensed it in the rocks all around, and I have used her prayer of power to you know, try to expand that reach out to protect the seal. Uh, that, that is my mission and my cause. Why did you not call out for help? I, I did not know help existed. I have been here for, you know, once again, the, the whole concept of time seems to elude him for as long as I can remember. Will you stay here? That is my charge. I am supposed to protect this place. What should we do to help out the angels? He looks uh, to you and to Marcus. You are followers of Sansor? We are, but I go by a different, I use a different name. I would ask that you, know, you return to your people and let them know that the seals are at risk. They will be able to guide and counsel you in what must come next. I must protect it. I would ask that, you know, once you reach back to your people, that you also send help. What do we do? And how do we identify these destroyers? If you will give me a moment, I will pray and commune with Batula. She may be able to tell me what, what you must do. And you see Talgon turn and kneel, place his hands back on the altar, 
and begin to pray. And you know, the light from Batula begins to intensify. You know, as you watch. Um, roll perception if you want while while he's doing this. Pandora rolled an eleven. He's intrigued, but he's not very perceptive. So yeah, you watch what seems to be a, a powerful prayer session, kind of seems to draw some of the light and power into himself. I kind of lean over to Fesic. Is anything happening? And then after a moment, Batula says that you must seek the other 11. Each of those temples may be able to give you but a small piece. The only piece that Batula and I can give you is that the seals are at risk. Can you guide us as to where the other 11 are? I mean, that's pretty broad. <laughs> Yes, yes, I can. One lies among the orc tribes in the mountains. You don't understand what you're asking. And the other lies to the north with the dwarves. Those are the two that I know of. Each of the twelve only knows the location of two others. But each temple knows different ones than the other two. Um, It was done for the protection of the seals. In order for true danger and betrayal to come, all twelve seals must fall. None have fallen yet, but you must act swiftly to return to your peoples and see that they do not. I will protect this one and beg for you to send help. Mathematically, there is a chance that we go to one and they point us to two others that we have already visited. Takes a moment, pauses, he sees how clever you're being. (laughs) And he says, the 12 are, are laid out in the path of life. Walkers of the path will be able to restore but strengthen the, sh- the shield that is placed there by our guardian angels. And Brother Marcus, he turns to, to, to Marcus. Batula says that you must venture off on your own. These three, their path for a while lies along a different path than yours. I will return to the misty circle and let them know of this. Batula would ask me to give each of you something to help you on your journey and he walks over to an area where there seems to be relics laid on a ceremonial knick-knack shelf. (laughs) Like the display you would see in the foyer of a church or other rectory. He goes over here, Marcus, when you have warned your people and put them on the path to protecting your uh, temple, you must then rejoin these others. For you, I would give you this compass that will always point you to your comrades. And then he uh, turns to you, Fezzik, and you're kind of surprised because he says to your name, Fezzik, Batula tells me that you, one who does not believe in the nature gods, but is a friend of nature. Would that be a correct way to describe your relationship? It would be. To you, he reaches towards the bottom shelf, pulls out two very delicate looking idols. They're two small carvings. One is of a small creature, but it's kind of a non-distinct creature. And the the other one is of of a raven. And he says, these will help protect you along the way. They will, in times of need, give you aid. Thanks for the, um, the miniatures. They'll come in handy when we game next. Thandor, you know, he, turns to you. This may not be enough to help you, but hopefully, and he reaches into kind of what actually looks like more of an armory where there's weapons and pulls out a javelin. He's like, this javelin will allow you to never be surprised. Keep it near you so that you and your comrades may stay safe. Corn, he turns to you and once again, you're slightly surprised because you know, you've only said your names probably out in the hall and not to each other. Talgon says to you, 
My friend, you, you see more than you would suspect in this world. Please hold out your hands. And he sets in your hands a boomerang in, into them. Yeah, I know the shape is odd, but this should aid you in defending yourself from things away yeah, from you. Yeah, when the need is there, throw it and it will help you defend yourself. I, I throw it? Your friends will explain to you the nature of a boomerang. Yeah, I'm not trying to be clever or coy, my friend. This is what what Petula has told me you need. Oh, oh, okay. I, I won't argue. We might need to find the Aborigine folk. He's like, if it seems like I'm a little bit awkward, it's been a long time since I've been around people. No, you're fine. You fit right in. Says thank you. If you have patches, I trade patches. Do you mean like bandages? Never mind. You do not. You do not have patches. Please tell Petula I am happy with this javelin. Thank you. Time is is pressing. Okay, I, I take that as our exit. Let's go. <laughs> I I am absolutely certain. When we leave. Do you want us to push the rock back? Batula and I will take care of that. Well, thank you. Have a good day. Um, Is there anything you want from civilization I can send back? Mom's apple pie. So? I have the light of Batula in me. It keeps me safe and Sustained, yes. I will send my friends from the circle. Let us leave this place. Has anyone else seen a boomerang? Or know what one is? Well, I guess we can experiment with it outside. Please do. Just. Okay, so you know, I guess on your way out, if anybody wants to roll perception, they can. Of course, if you're telling us we should, we should, right? <laughs> well, I you know some of these are red herrings, but <laughs> a ten. Yep. So Thandor, just as you're about to leave, Talgon reaches up, grabs you on the shoulder, and says, "The idol that Marcus took from above, show it to your people. They will know." We will. Marcus, travel safe. Yeah, Marcus is like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll exit with you. <laughs> You're trying to get rid of me already? Now that I hear him, I turn and face him going, can we have that angel? You do. No, he <laughs> gave it to us. Oh, I thought he had the angel. Never mind. My bad. I'm not, I'm not the one carrying it, so I don't know who passed it around. <laughs> but Tula is wise to send it with you. Marcus, when you go, ask where the other two shrines are so we don't have to take a trip up there. Yeah, I will. Uh, it concerns me too that you know, we will not quickly know the location of each of these. Yeah. So did anybody roll a good perception or you all, you know, everybody came up empty. You know, Chris? I got an 18. 
18. Okay, so on your way back out, you feel something else lurks back within those roots. I, I think there is something within these roots that is not good. We should search them. I would like to search this area before we leave to ensure the safety of Talgon. Roll me an investigation check, eh? Five. Nine. Four. Five, nine, and four. Oh, man. <laughs> Marcus, it is up to you, NPC, <laughs> to drive the story forward. <laughs> he rolled a one. He's like, we should move on. <laughs> we should move on quickly. But we still need to see if we can try to find that elf and bury, right? We still want to bury the two, so we should probably try to find the elf so we can investigate some more. Well, you know that the other two are kind of underground thanks to a corn right at your feet. Yeah, well, not right at your feet, but near your feet. Right, but Thandor wanted to do right. I still want to do the funeral rites for them. Okay, yeah, so why don't we uh, take care of that before you head up yeah, the stairs? And that takes one hour, so you guys got one hour to keep searching. So I'm going to do the typical Corrin thing when Thandor starts going into the whole godly affair. I'm going to sit in a corner and just kind of close my eyes and just zone out to the world around me. Um, respectfully and kind of quietly sitting off to the side, but not paying any attention to what Thandor is saying. Um, so you're just sitting off to the side? I, I'm just kind of sitting off to the side and meditating into the dirt and just kind of feeling like the world around me and trying to become one with the dirt around me. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Marcus is going to join Thandor in sending blessings off, you know, so he'll join you in your ceremony. So Fezzik, I guess that leaves you to do the exploring. Yes, I'm going to start digging around. Well, I mean, yeah, I, so, yeah. count mine is my searching <laughs> using tremor sense trying to feel any like thing going around. I don't know if it helps. Okay. Yeah. Me digging around isn't going to help much. I'm giving up on these dice, dude. <laughs> what's your roll? How many rolls do you want for like an hour's worth? Um, for an hour's worth, like give me one for every 15 minutes. <laughs> we burned our 20s early. You know, right? All right, I'm up to a 10. It's the best I've rolled so far. Oh, come on. There you go. Come on, there's a 17. I got a 17. 17, okay, with a 17, yeah, one of the, you know, through the systems of roots, you don't think there's any way you can get back there just because of the huge stones and other things in your way. You almost feel like as, as you're looking deep back in there and you kind of, you know, dug your way in further back, it, there's another one of those creatures that attacked Marcus and his group back there, but it seems dormant, you know, more like it's asleep or even possibly dead. Ooh, I back away. These guys are nasty. So, um, I don't want to interrupt Dandor, but I go over to Corrin, and I'm like, hey, like, those tree monster things, whatever they were, there's one back there. But I don't know if it's alive or dead. I don't know if I want to poke it. Should we poke it? I do my whole concentrated, like, search and see if I can feel anything in the direction, like any movement, breathing, or just, like, is it completely stationary? And Yeah, roll me a um, insight check. Nope. <laughs> if you had to say that you thought something was there, you would say that, no, there, there, there does feel to be a little bit hollower space back that way, but rock, dirt, and roots is mostly what you feel. I can't tell if it's alive or not. Um, 
Do you think that's one of the guardians that this that the guy was talking about? Well, it immediately attacked Marcus when he took the figurine. We're about to take the figurine again. What are the odds are that it's going to just step out of the dirt and hit us? I don't know. But if it's dead, we maybe we can get like another cool thing. Like this club I got was pretty awesome. I mean, I guess we could tick it off and see what happens. Sandor almost done. Should we wait for him or should we just go ahead and do it? You know, that's a really good question. I, I'm kind of impulsive. Me too. So um, I, I think, uh, is it near any of these like corrupted roots or anything? Yeah, it's surrounded all by them. I'm gonna cast create bonfire underneath the corrupted roots. Okay. Worst case scenario, I burn out some of the roots. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, so <laughs> I guess how long are you gonna sustain this? Yeah, just, just a couple seconds. I just want to set fire to the roots. Okay. Just don't burn the room down. Well, it's a dirt and rock room. We're good. We're in it. <laughs> I'm going to have Badger at the ready so I can dig my way out. Yeah, roll me a performance check with your fire. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what will you do with that? Oh, this is going to be bad. Oh, okay, 12. Could have been a whole lot worse. Okay, yeah, with 12, yeah, the fire, you know, kind of lights some of the roots on, but because a lot of the matter of the roots had kind of desiccated and died, yeah, they burn, you know, what's left that is burnable burns quickly and then fizzles, and, yeah, the creature doesn't stir, and, in fact, you can kind of see that, yeah, parts of it burn away, too, with your bonfire. Oh, so we can get in there and see better. Can I go, can I crawl on in there and take a look, a better look? Yeah, um, so yeah, I guess, yeah, well, are you going to use a light source or are you using dark vision? Um, I use dark vision. Okay, so yeah, you get back in there and, you know, while the creature does look very similar, it doesn't appear to have a lot of damage to its head. It does seem to be a bit of a tree creature but like the other one, um, but you can see that, you know, it, it seems to have taken a lot of fire damage more than you would have guessed could have been done to it by... Uh, Corrin's create bonfire. Hmm. All right, so I'm gonna crawl back out and light myself a small torch so I can get a better look. Okay, so yeah, you stick the torch in, and yes, it, it appears this thing probably was burned to death. It does not seem to come alive. It, it was as if uh, to attack you all. Um, yeah, that this this was where it was pulled for its last resting place. I don't know, Corn. Do you think that it like died up there, and that the roots like buried it, so to speak, or that the roots did something? Do you know what I mean? Like, like do the roots live on their own and do their own thing, or are they part of these tree things? I think the roots are the source of the corruption, and these trees were the original guardians of the grove. And the roots corrupted them. And either the roots corrupted them or whatever corrupted the roots corrupted them. And this one somehow was killed either battling that corruption or um, maybe our archer friend or whatever killed them, killed it with some sort of fire. Does the body look like it has anything on it? I might as well loot it if it's dead. Like... No offense. It, it, it looks like a tree person. It's not got a lot of personal items or a pocket there. A litter. weapon. <laughs> a so, weapon. <laughs> um, yeah. Roll perception. See if you do see a weapon. I mean, it never hurts, right? 
Yeah. He doesn't need it, a 17. I mean... He's... Yeah, with a 17, you suspected that you probably would have found another club like the one you found nearby. There does not seem to be anything like that near this creature. In other words, Dave doesn't want me to have a second really cool club. Maybe there's a reason it's missing. Yeah, my guess is that if it was killed on the surface and set fire, then somebody uh, took whatever it had. Or it's still up there. It got left behind, maybe. So we found this on your second check? Or did we find this on your third? Yeah, third. Third, So Corrin, not really, not trying to be offensive, just doesn't really concern himself with uh, Tornado's uh, funeral actually does his own like return to nature ritual on the tree folk to kind of let it let it be at peace with nature yeah so yeah, roll some insight while you're doing that uh 17 17 you see in your head a flash not really even you know uh, you know it's not really a picture it's more just a sense of something but that that this creature yeah you know, was here out of love if that makes any sense to you know your surrounding that would be how you would describe the yeah you know, the flash of whatever that was it, it, it's there for a moment and then gone think this thing was truly a guardian. It was trying to protect the grove when it died. Hmm. Alright, so I finish off my little like prayer ritual and let it be at, be at peace. Um, and then I kind of crawl back out of the hole that we found and wait for a tornado to finish before I start filling them in. Okay, so we, we uh, I guess, cut over to Marcus and Thandor. You all are doing your you know, ritual. you have any words you would like to say? Or, you know, is it uh, private enough that you want to keep it to yourself? Private to Marcus. I guess roll perception on what you're hearing from Marcus's prayers. I rolled a 10. So with a 10, yeah. I mean, those words you recognize, it, nothing pops out at you as, oh, hey, that's a prayer we have back at home. And, you know, he rises and says... Um, we have given them as much peace as we can. If you are heading yeah, back the way we came, I would travel with you for at least one more day. sign of a good leader is when that leader seeks feedback not only from you know their colleagues or mentors but also gets it from you know the people that are actually impacted by their decisions whether it be in this case the players or members of the troop or you know people attending an activity so one of the things i'd like to do as your dungeon master for leaders and legacies is invite you to join us over at leadersandlegacies.com to read some of the blog posts, comment on them, uh, maybe even go to the contact us section and reach out with an email of 
telling us what you'd like to see upcoming episodes do, things that we could improve. Let us know how you're enjoying it, and we'll try to bring you high-quality content week after week. So thank you once again for joining us here at Leaders and Legacies. Leaders and Legacies is a 5e podcast that is unaffiliated with the Boy Scouts of America or Wizards of the Coast. The opinions expressed here are solely our own. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here at Leaders and Legacies, please consider becoming a patron by joining us at patreon.com slash leadersandlegacies. You can also follow us on Twitter at Leader and Legacy or join our blog at leadersandlegacies.com. Music and sound effects are licensed from soundstripe.com. Logo art by Katherine Evans. Images also may have been licensed from shutterstock.com. Check out these and many other amazing businesses by listening to us here on Leaders and Legacy. We'd love for you to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And never forget to remember... If you have patches, I trade patches.